You are listening to a public affair. And today is Monday, November 14, 2022. Welcome to Storytellers of Color, our monthly show that airs every second Monday as part of a public affair here in KGNU, your community radio. And the principal goal of the show is to provide a safe space for communicators of color through a series of conversations to elevate their voices and to discuss issues of equity in the media and in our lives. My name is Rosanna Longobetter, and our guest today is historian and human rights activist Frank Archuleta from Lafayette, as he likes to be called. Welcome, Frank. It is a pleasure to have you here in our community radio this morning. I thank you, Rosanna. Uh, I appreciate all the hard work that you have done through the radio broadcasting and as far as all your investigations and as far as helping out the communities throughout the entire Front Range here. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to educate the public on the dark history. Education is our greatest tool in understanding and combating racism and discrimination and is most essential against oppression. In order to battle, we must be able to understand history and it all must be researched. And that's a reason I always say when I talk about you that you are a community historian, that you have done the research yourself. And in order to find you, it is not so easy to find you online, to find you, uh, you know, in the Internet like everybody does now. You are an icon of the history that is being done in real person, grassroots. One of the things that really touched me when I met you is that you said to me, Rosanna, you must come down to Lafayette and you must walk with me so I can show you the places where our communities, our Chicanos, our Latinos, our Native Americans have been discriminated. And we can walk together and we can see those places. But I need to also make sure that I introduce you properly. Recently, Frank Archuleta has received the United, United Nations Association Award that is in super important. This is the Boulder County International Human Rights Award in 2022, and it is the Peace Award. And you also got the Boulder County 12th Annual Multicultural Award in, you know, and not only that, but you also have the award of the Citizen of the Year Award in Lafayette of Colorado. And we have more awards. But the reason why you have received this is because you have done the work of a community historian and you have come today. It is such an honor for me to have you here. But you have come today also to KGNU to communicate something urgent. Tomorrow you're going to be at uh, City Council, Lafayette City Council, and you're going to raise awareness to an important issue. If you can share that with us this morning. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, for the last uh, couple years here, I have been uh, directing uh, different problems to City Council. And I will direct this to council uh, tomorrow here. Council, you have the power for action. What kind of city do we live in? Why is it like that? What kind of city do we want? How do we get there from here? For two years, I have provided positive information and the facts that links education as a subversive force for social change. 
We must believe in equity, equality, and inclusiveness for all. We must combat oppression, the inequities, and the social inequalities. We must dismantle structural racism and discrimination. I strongly believe in transforming the systems of oppression. We must help the underclass, the underprivileged, and the minorities in the city of Lafayette. We must stop the trauma caused by social injustice and change the conditions that oppress and marginalize them. I have given historical context and have helped educate you all on the Mary Miller facts of criminal corruption and her discrimination policies. Mary Miller Bank defrauding the United Mine Workers of America community of $57,581.35 in 2017, that would have been translated over $600,000. I have also given the facts about her Ku Klux Klan family, abolished all Mary Miller and her family name on all city property. City employees, part-time workers need higher pay and health care insurance. Of the 340 part-time workers, only four receive benefits. Over 1,000 children in Lafayette are on the federal lunch program and cannot afford to swim at the South Boulder Pool. I understand that you have $200,000 from the Bronco sales of the team. This is an opportunity to use the money to give passes for the underprivileged. I've asked council to put the 1958 Home Rule Charter 5.1 under boards and commissions to be put on the general election ballot. We must be more inclusive. We need to change the 64-year-old law that requires registered electors in order to be on boards and commissions. After all, the city of Boulder, Louisville, Broomfield, and Erie do not require this. It is essential that the city of Lafayette join the ranks of other cities who have taken steps towards progress by acquiring professional equity, diversity, leadership, and inclusion training for all city employees. Council members, if we truly want to build a healthy, inclusive community, then we must believe in equity, equality for all. We must work together in solidarity and unity and to take action in order to achieve our goals. Council members and staff, I will put my faith into the women and to the men into this diverse council to do the right thing, to fundamentally change the city for the better, including moral and social justice issues. Frank Archuleta with you this morning here in KGNU, your community radio. He's a community historian and activist well-known in the community that happens to be here today occupying this safe space that we provide for our community members to come and express themselves. As part of a commune, uh, as part of storytellers of color, what I always like to do is to reflect on the work that our guests have done. And one of the questions that I have is, I would like to know how is it that you started, you started this work, this hard work of being a historian, of documenting issues of racism that happened before and that continue to happen, because the work you do. I have seen and I have witnessed you make changes in institutions. That's how incredible it is. So how did you start it? How, what enlightened you? What got you into saying, this is what I'm going to do and I'm not stopping? Well, basically, Rosanna, it started out when we were growing up, going into the grade school areas and all that. Um, 
fighting the racism, discrimination, and the oppression that was caused to us all. And knowing all the uh, back history stories from our families from the 1934 swim pool, couldn't get in the pool, back to our grandfather's days and uh, our father's days and uh, other uh, stories from the history from the past and that. And my uh, father was a historian also. He, uh, he fought with, uh, down in uh, World War II there with MacArthur and he was in the Korean War and he ended up a lieutenant colonel here. And he's also been a historian himself. In 1969, Mother's Day, they fought the, one of the world's largest plutonium fires, and he was honored and given high-ranking uh, medals for that. But as far as uh, what I'd like to do right now for racism and discrimination, I'm going to go into a timeline of the true pioneer spirit of the Mary Miller and family. And this is what caused the racism in Lafayette to begin with. And this is to all the citizens that are listening out there. The untold dark history of dictator, white supremacist, Mary Miller and her Ku Klux Klan family. In 1863, Lafayette Miller runs from the Civil War to come to Colorado from Iowa. 1864, Mary Miller names her first child after Thomas Jefferson Miller, after President Thomas Jefferson, who was a slave owner and raped black women. Then we go into 1864, the Sand Creek Massacre. The Millers were friends with Morris Kaufman, Granville Berkeley, Harmon, Dickerson's, and Dickerson's. Henry Miller, who were the volunteers of the Colorado 3rd Regiment Cavalry. They were farmers and miners out of Fort Chambers, Boulder, Colorado. They massacred women and children and old men at Sand Creek. Lafayette Miller's sister, Alfreda, would marry Junius Berkeley, the son of Granville Berkeley. In 1866, Thomas Lindsay sells a Rock Creek house to the Millers, and they start the Miller Tavern. 1868, the Millers were delinquent in Boulder County tax list owing just under $70 in back taxes. 1872, Thomas Lindsay files a lawsuit in the Boulder District Court against the Millers. They failed to repay. Lindsay's promissory note of you know, January 16, 1866 for $1,000, and Lindsay demand, demanded another $4,000 for unpaid goods, wares, and merchandise. 1878, Lafayette Miller dies in Boulder. From bowel obstruction, congestion of the bowels, acute attack of bright disease of the kidneys, coupled with the derangement of the liver. He died from complications of overconsumption of alcohol. Mary Miller Platts Lafayette out 1888 and 1889 in her deed restrictions that you shall not sell or give any liquor away under the penalty of forfeiting all rights, title, and interest in property. 1890, corruption. She tries to bribe the county commissioners and gets a, tries to get a pledge from them to not grant no liquor license in Lafayette. 1892, acts of terrorism. Three of Jerry Arnold's saloons burned down within eight months. The report, the Boulder Daily Camera said that the Lafayette anti-saloon Good Templars, now numbering over 60, was glad to see the saloons burned down. Mary Miller formed the Lafayette Good Templars. Mary's organization she belonged to was the Lafayette Good Templars, the Women's Christian Templars Union. This organization had ties to the Ku Klux Klan the Order of the Eastern Star, and the Law and Order League. In 1893, Chinese came into Lafayette and they were run out. Between 1862 and, and 1946, Alma White became a bishop and she had home missions in Lafayette and across the United States in London. In 1894, Alma White had revival services in Lafayette. Between 1896 and 1900, Alma White had 3,000 revival services throughout Colorado, Montana, and Idaho. And she also sold the property to the uh, Lafayette Methodist Church. Alma White wrote several books praising the Ku Klux Klan. 
Alma White wrote these books, The Klansmans, The Guardian of Liberty, Heroes of the Fury of the Cross, The Ku Klux Klan and Prophecy. In 1898, the Women's Christian Temperance Unions were studying eugenics. Mary Miller knew Alma White and heard her speak at revival services. Mary Miller followed Alma White's agenda politically, socially, religiously, and viewpoints. In 1905, Mary Miller was in partners with George Vermont and J. DeVerg. They built a flour mill located on Baseline Road. 1905, James Miller, Mary's son, goes to the Colorado Coal Company and asks them not to hire the Greeks. Mary Miller, she owned the Bank of Lafayette and she made herself president in the 1900s. In 1905, the Lafayette St. Ida's Catholic Church was being built. All of a sudden, their lumber disappears. 1907, they finally completed it. In 1910, men were tarred and feathered in Lafayette. 1911, an explosion damaged the shed behind the Vermont the Berg's merchandise store, and Mary Miller attempted to enforce the alcohol deed restrictions demanding forfeit of lots and buildings filing with the Boulder clerk. 1911, Latinos were shot and beaten in Lafayette. I'm going to 1910. The powerful play, The Klansman, is being performed in Longmont here. During the strike of 1910, Mary Miller, she goes to the United Mine Workers of America and they reject her offer to allow her to reopen her mine up. I'm going to let you know as far as elections she was involved with. In 1894, she lost the election to Boulder County Commissioners. In 1902, she lost the election to County State Treasurer. In 1912, she lost the United States Senate election. Mary lost all these election campaigns because the voters from Boulder County and the state of Colorado did not believe in her strict controlling discrimination demanding ways and values. Frank Archuleta with us this morning here at KGNU and he's showing and recounting all the historical things that he has been collecting. Yes, please continue. I think this is important okay. for everybody to hear. Yes. On December the 18th here, bank trouble, bank money disappears. On December 18th, the front page of the Lafayette Leader about the failure of the Lafayette Bank and Trust Company circumstances behind the bank suddenly closing. January 16, 1915, the newspaper reported that the Mary Miller banks were turned over to the state banking department pending lawsuits in regards to the account of the United Mine Workers Union of America now in litigation. In 1916, the United Mine Workers of America were in quarantine to over $57,581.35 of their money had gone. That was deposited in the Mary Miller's banks. In 1916, D.W. Griffin's The Birth of a Nation premiered at the Lafayette Jewels Theater on October 25, 1916. This was a Ku Klux Klan motion picture. Corruption and embezzlement. On March the 5th, Mary Miller's bank, it went before the hearing of a subcommittee on mines and minings and went to the House of Representatives, the 63rd Congress, second section, Denver, Colorado. At that time, the Boulder County Treasurer draws all their money out from the Miller's banks. In 1915, it went to the grand jury. They decided that they were defrauding the community here also. January 18, 1916, a report from the United Mine Workers of America International Secretary Treasurer William Green at various times during the past two years, I tried to obtain the $57,581.35 without success. And this was a report from the United Mine Workers Journal, uh, January 18, 1916. After several lawsuits and after two years, finally, they received their funds and other folks received funds and money. 
Frank oh. Archuleta sharing with us this morning the history that he has collected. Over 30 years, Mary Miller, she received from the coal leases from 1889 to 1917, 12 and a half cents per ton of lump coal royalties paid to Mary Miller, totaling $250,000, at least $3.6 million when translated into 2017 dollars. Mary Miller's bank, the $57,581.35 from the United Mine Workers of America, basically in 2017 would have been translated over $600,000 that the United Mine Workers tried to get out between the 1910-1914 strike here. I always say follow the money, and one of the things that I want to acknowledge right now is that as I was doing research about you and your work, I was looking at a lot of Cora that you are requesting data and that you are requesting. It is incredible the research that you have done. And my question to you is, what's going to happen with all this research that you have done? Because we have, as you know, Boulder County Latino history. You also have um, a display there in Lafayette in the community room with pictures, names, and everything. But the amount of, of, of history that you have collected this needs to go into, you know, into a library, into, you know, we need to hold these, everything that you have been researching, because the work that you do makes changes. So from the research that you have done, and I don't know if you are done with the whole list, I won't, I don't want to miss out that you tell our listeners that because of the research that you have done and that you have exposed and shed light, what are the changes that you have been able to bring about, not only to Lafayette, but to Colorado? Be before I go on to that, I'd like to finish. Mary's son, James Miller, he stole the rest of the money from the bank and went to Texas and never came back here. George, had Mary's son, had ties to the Ku Klux Klan. Grandson, Faye Lafayette Miller, was a member of the Ku Klux Klan and would lead the KKK on his white horse off of a Miller farm here. Also, Frank Miller surveyed the land where the Lafayette swimming pool was going to be built, and he helped organize the Ku Klux Klan march against the Latinos in 1934 when Rosa Luatis and them wasn't able to swim in the Lafayette swimming pool with other Mexicans. The Lafayette Fire Department put up a sign, white trade only. The discrimination practices that Mary Miller did, she wouldn't sell any of her property to Latinos, Negroes, or Chinese. No bank loans to Latinos, Negroes, or Chinese. Mary Miller's Stratford Mine wouldn't hire Latinos, Chinese, or Latinos, Mary Miller's beliefs in the wholesomeness of purity. Mary Miller was a white supremacist, a controller, and Mary Miller's radical agenda and the temperance movement and her beliefs in the holy values of the Protestant movement against Catholics, Latinos, Negroes, Chinese were racist and prejudiced. The strong foundation that Mary Miller built in the town of Lafayette continued to support Mary Miller's views, 100% American, discrimination, racism, and hate, and the temperance union. Now, abolish and do not honor all Mary Miller on all city property. And I do not want you all to forget, in Lafayette, we had 900 petitions to take down the Mary Miller uh, uh, apartment complex. And uh, we have, uh, from the city of Lafayette, a 2016-96 resolution that I would like to read briefly here as far as what the Lafayette City Council should be running under. 
The City of Lafayette is committed to build a diverse, inclusive, and just community, ensuring equal protection. Today, we are still experiencing national events that highlight racial inequities. The City of Lafayette recognizes the work still needs to be done. Resolution 2016-96, the City of Lafayette is desired to acknowledge our nation's racist and discriminatory history and our responsibilities in promoting values of equity, social justice, and freedom from the fears of persecution based on race, ethnicity, and ancestry. The City recognizes that work still needs to be done in examining the neutral policies and practices to determine whether we are contributing into inequities and where change needs to be eliminated or new policies. We do not and will not tolerate acts of racism, oppression, intimidation, harassment, prejudice, or racial profiling towards another. The Mayor of City Council, the Lafayette City Council, has signed a pledge honoring the work that has been done already in the City of Lafayette, recognizing and further need to be changed and demonstrated towards change. Pass and adopt this 7th day, July 20th, by Jamie Harkins. Frank, this is amazing what you are sharing with us this morning. I want to make sure that we also address the issues that you are addressing, but also how can we continue this work, the deep work that you have been doing, the walks that you do with young people, showing them where the swimming pool used to be, for example, the swimming pool that was not, didn't allow Latinos to go in. You follow the facts. You want to make sure that all those details are out there. But I also want to make sure that you share from the heart this morning about the importance of your work and how is it that it has changed lives. As far as the uh investigating the 1934 swim pool uh, issue. My father couldn't get in that pool, and he ends up fighting in World War II. My uncle Arthur couldn't get in that pool and gets killed in Aachen's Germany. My grandfather was a World War I veteran. They were discriminated against not only the Latinos, but veterans. Uh, as far as accomplishments that we have uh, went ahead and made so far, and I'd like to also respect and honor as far as the Collective Arts Center there in Lafayette for helping out so much here. And what we did here, we went ahead and we d developed 29 panels telling the story on racism and discrimination. And we just recently won the History Colorado Award, the Caroline Bancroft Award, and have included into the Boulder Valley School District now racism and discrimination at the 1934 swim pool in Lafayette here. And basically we have uh, put plaques up at the Lafayette Rec Center for the educational purposes so people can understand why racism must be dismantled in the city of Lafayette here. But we have done uh, many different other things there. And Rachel Hansen, I'd like to give her an awful lot of credit for being in partnership with me as far as all, all the great help that she has provided. And Doug Conroe, who wrote uh, history books in uh, Lafayette. And I, I researched so many other books here. And I'd like to have one quick last opportunity to, to read some of the books for the public to understand where this history all came from. It is important so that they can go back and be able to follow what you have been investigating and bringing light to. Thank you. 80026, An Illustrated History of Lafayette Between 1829-1920 by Doug Conroe, Boulder Carnegie Library, Lafayette, Colorado History, The Treeless Plains and Thriving City of Centennial, 1888-1889, The Lafayette Leader, The Lafayette Times, The Denver Post, The Daily Camera, The Colorado Daily, The Times, The Longmont, The Greedy Tribune, Denver Magazine, The Empire Magazine, The Colorado Heritage, Rocky Mountain American, The Rocky Mountain News, The Boulder Weekly, The Journal, The Salt Lake Tribune, The Los Angeles Times, The Lafayette Miners Museum, The Newsletters from the Libraries, The Public Library, David Hayes, Special Collection, Archives and Preservation, the University of Colorado, 
as far as that goes, uh, also the Denver Public Library, Western History, Arian Ross, Lafayette Historical Society, University of Colorado, the Wolf Law Libraries, Daryl Howe Mortuary, Lafayette Town Board Records from the Town Board Meetings, interviews with the Latino families and other families and the Rose Luadas families, the great-great-grandchildren, the Vargas families from Brighton, the pedigree of the press by Paulo Freire, the woman of the Klan, racism and gender in the 1920s by Blee, throughout the Indian Eyes Reader's Digest, the Native Americans by Josephine, the Atlas of the Indians Nations by Terrier, the life and art of North American Indians, John Warner, the Encyclopedia of Native Americans by Waldman, the famous Pillar of Fire, the life of Alma White by Stanley, the Valmont Community and the Valmont Buse, the evidence of history of Boulder County, Colorado by Lee Ann McGinney, we came to study the history of Longmont Community, 1988, by Duncan and revised by Margie McIntosh, an overview of the Ku Klux Klan in Colorado by Megan Dunn, the people of the valley, the history of the Spanish people of the San Luis Valley by Lopez Tahar, Bad News by Kelly Hernandez, Villa and Zapata, the history of the Mexican Revolution by McLean, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee by Dee Brown, Chief Left Hand by Margaret Crow, Son of the Morning Star by Conwell, the Miller's Report, The Soul of Americans by John Meacham, Hitler by Victor, Rage by Bob Woodward, Fear by Bob Woodward, The Black Panthers by Williams, and the Indigenous People by Dunbar Ortiz, The Latinos, Boulder County by Margie McIntosh, The Beaches of D-Day Landings. The, the list goes on and on and on. You're listening to KGNU FM 88.5 Boulder, KGNU 1390 Denver. And the list is extensive and it shows the real thing that it has been happening for a long time. Frank, it is so wonderful to have your presence here. I would like if you can please close it by telling us changes, like name changes that were so important in Lafayette, also to add in the curriculum so that students will know about this history. There's so much. One message that you're giving us here in our Storytellers of Color, final reflection, especially because we're soon going to celebrate Thanksgiving, a celebration that is important for the whole nation, brings together community, and at the same time, it makes us reflect on the difficulties that our Native Americans had to go through in this country. Yes, it is true. Racism and discrimination sadly started in this country. That was the way it was funded, and it continues. But there's light at the end of the tunnel with work. So if you can please share with us what is your advice for us to keep on bringing this history to light like you have been doing, your hard work. My advice would be to continue your education and use your voice. Be very, very brave. Have the moral courage to fight for social justice, democracy, inclusiveness, and help break the cycle of racism and discrimination. For racism is a problem for all humanity. Show your love, have a heart, keep your faith, have respect for all humans. Show compassion and be kind and be honest to yourself. Keep your dignity, equality, equal rights, liberty, and justice for all. And please do not forget the poor people. I ask you all to stand with us for racial justice, righteousness, unity, and solidarity to fight racism and discrimination. Frank Archuleta, I want to thank you, historian and human rights activist, Frank Archuleta, for joining us 
for our Storytellers of Color, a collaborative series inspired by Journals of Color and Latinx Voices Group with an open invitation to other storytellers to come into our airwaves to tell their stories and to occupy the safe space that we are providing every second Monday of the month as part of a public affair here on your community radio, KGNU. I have been your host, Rosanna Longoveter. Stay tuned for Counterspin, followed by an eclectic morning of sound alternatives.